Welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right, you guys, welcome back. I appreciate you tuning in again. So I'm very excited because I've heard a lot about today's guests from, um, actually two of my coaches have brought his name up and aired him on their podcast. So super excited today to have Louis Vandervalk. I think I got it right. Um, you nailed it. Awesome. So he is the owner and founder of Blue Crocus Solutions and does a lot of really cool things. So Louis, I'm going to give you just a, a little bit and let you kind of explain what you do so I don't confuse anybody. I love it. <laughs> Honored to be on here, Lori. I appreciate you having me on and, and excited to uh, excited to kind of run in the same circles as you and, and kind of finally be able to chat here. So my name is Lewis. I run a digital marketing agency. So we work a lot with home service businesses. So, um, you know, our main our main niche within that is junk removal, but anywhere from remodeling to asphalt paving to masonry, we can help them. And we do logos, websites, and search engine optimization and Google Ads. So basically everything on Google to help you show up when someone's searching for the service that you provide. Okay. And that, yeah, that is something that the first time I heard about SEO and all that stuff, I'm like, I don't really understand. But then you see, you notice on, or at least I do, whenever I'm looking up other things, um, you notice the uh, people that are up at the top and yeah. how yeah. and well, why. We like, like to say, we like to say the, the place to hide dead bodies is on the second page of Google. Right, because no one, uh, <laughs> no one goes to the second page. So if you can be on the first page at the top of the first page, that's where the money is. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> so, you know, you you do grades. I know you've you talked a little bit about that. Oops, and I messed up my microphone. Oh well. I love that. I can still hear you. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So I know you you work a lot with the trades and a lot of. So my my podcast kind of switched gears a little bit, like halfway through. Um, and I still have a lot of listeners that are business owners in that um, that that world. You know, a lot of ours are mine were more like um, machine shops and auto body places, but still, I feel like they have the same needs as far as it comes to that back end. I call Absolutely. it techie stuff, but I'm I'm told it's not that's that's not the right terminology. But um, so what what are the benefits aside from what you just mentioned, which is a huge benefit of not being you know dead on the second page of Google, but what are the benefits of people ideally hiring you or someone else to do it or learning how to do it themselves of getting that that part of their business dialed in? Because I was actually literally just on a coaching call with um, a, a friend who's a coach that is doing like this group coaching program. And one of the things that she said is, she has never been good at any of that. She's failed at it and she's made, you know, millions of dollars. And I knew that I was going to be talking to you. And my first thought was, man, how many more millions could she make if she dialed that part of it in mm -hmm. the back end mm -hmm. stuff? So what are the benefits or, you know, why would you recommend people to, to dial that part in? Yeah, a couple of things that I talk about often to people who are asking that same sort of question, because SEO, search engine optimization, it's a long you know, it's a short acronym with a long bunch of words attached to it. You know, what does it mean, right? And how does it uh, how does it benefit me? So the there's a couple things, right? So one, if your website's showing up there when people are looking, it's a 24-7 salesperson. You can have people booking in for, um, you know, demos of, of what you do. 
you know, quote requests, all of that good stuff, any time of the day or night. I just did a training last week in my group talking about, you know, hey, if you don't have your website showing up there, then how the heck is John the, you know, sad husband who's been relegated to the couch because he didn't clean up the garage? How's he going to find someone to help him, you know, in, in the case of junk removal, right? So you've got to show up there. And then people can book in and, you know, obviously they're not going to call you all hours of the day and night, but they're going to be able to book anytime. And then the other thing with SEO is you can be the biggest company, even if you just started. And what I mean by that is you can show up everywhere and you can look like you have this massive brand and this massive, um, you know, following online, whether it be social media, um, you know, online on Google, whatever, when people are searching because you've, you just show up everywhere. And that is a huge selling point as well for people when they're looking. So let's say they did find you and then they see you everywhere. It's like, well, this is a no brainer. I'm going to go with Lori's junk removal because they are the, you know, the ultimate solution to my problems. So that's the, that's the goal, whether you do it yourself, whether you work with some other agency or whether you work with us is to show up everywhere online so that people, when they're searching, they find you, they call you, you go out for a quote, you go out and do the job, they buy your service and you get rich. Omnipresence. Taking care of. Yeah. As you're talking about that, I'm thinking omnipresence to be able to help people. And I love that you tied it in for, you know, Don or whatever the name, I think that's what you called him. We always use Bob as our example of the random guy, but, but, um, which is funny because a couple of days ago or a week ago, I guess, um, I had a story that I was telling the guy's name was actually Bob. And I'm like, that just feels weird. But yeah. you know, you're talking about Don and, you know, sat on the couch and he's not being helped because you're not omnipresent enough. And for me, one of my huge whys and motivators is I love helping people. And so in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, let's help more people, not just build the business and get money, but help him get out of trouble with his wife so he doesn't have to sleep on the couch anymore. <laughs> Whatever the case exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to switch gears here in just a second. But before I switch gears, is there anything else about SEO or the the back end type stuff that you want to make sure that we touch on? Well, I think, you know, there, there's so many aspects of it, right? If we have time, we can always circle back and I can give people some tips or we can do it now. Um, you know, there's some some tips that people can do that I can translate well on audio format here. Um <laughs> So we can dive into that now or we can switch your topic and circle back because I know we've got some. Let's time. dive into that now or we're never going to circle back because I'll forget. And if you don't remind me, we won't. So yeah, let's definitely dive into that now. There we go. There we go. So if you have a service business, or if you have any business whatsoever, you've got to be on Google. You've got to have a buy a domain. It's $10 a year. You know, buy it on GoDaddy or Namecheap. Set up a simple website. It doesn't have to be crazy fancy, but just set a website up on that domain because with SEO, with search engine optimization, one of the things that Google looks at when it, you know, is is trusting your website or trusting your business to answer people's problems is the age of your domain. So get something up there so that they can call you and, you know, request a quote, just something simple at the very least. And then get a Google business listing. You know, set up a LinkedIn page, set up a Google business listing, set up a Facebook page. These are all free. And then with your Google business listing, fill out all your products and services, fill out your description fully, start getting reviews as every single job you're on, you should be asking for a review. And then when you get the review, reply to the review with what you did and where you did it. So, hey, you know, Lori leaves a great review because we did junk removal. Lori, really appreciate you having us out to your to your home in XYZ location. Uh, it was a pleasure to clean out your garage and we'd love to help you on any future jobs. So now you've told Google what you did and where you did it 
on that job. And now Google can start to use that info to help you show up more to people. Okay, I know I'm not the only one that looks like that little mind blown emoji right now because I had no idea that Google would use that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so the more places that you can fit what you do and where you do it on your business listing, on your website, on your Facebook page, you can even rank your Facebook page um, depending on the competition. So your Facebook page can show up in search results sometimes. Your LinkedIn page can show up in search results. And really, you just want to be telling people explicitly what you do, where you do it, and Google can see that and can help you to rank. So get reviews, add pictures, start a YouTube channel if you do a service business as well and post uh, videos and then embed them back on your website. And all of this, Google starts to see, and then people start to see, and it's used as a sales tool when people land on your stuff and Google can see it and they spend time. YouTube is owned by Google. So Google loves when people spend time on YouTube as well. Yeah, I and didn't so know all, that either. So. Play, <laughs> yeah, it all it all plays in. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. The other thing that's going to blow your mind a little bit is Google does not rank websites. Google ranks pages of the website. So the more pages you can add on your website for each particular service, as you get going, the more content you have about those particular services, the more Google knows. And Google is selfish, right? Google doesn't want people to you know, go looking for... We're, we're on junk removal because we work with a lot of junk removal clients. Google doesn't want someone to look for junk removal and then get served a search result that doesn't even make sense because then they're going to go use Bing or they're going to go use another search engine. So if you can give Google what it needs to show Google that you help people do the things that you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. then you know that's that's really what it is. So so do the things Google wants to see, and you're going to be you're going to be on the on the path to greatness here. That is crazy. I had I didn't know either of those things, and that that blows my mind. So if like let's say I leave your review. And the ironic thing is, is I'm not like when I use the word hoarder, I don't mean like on the show hoarder, but I'm a total hoarder. And like the local dumpster guy knows me my name because I'm like at least once a year over COVID. I'm like, ah, my mother-in-law and I came out and started like cleaning everything. Um, So it is super funny that you use that as your example, because that's, you know, one of the things you specialize in. But so let's say I leave a review on, you know, ABC junk removal. Do the words I use, like the specific words, does Google take those into account as well or just the business's reply? Probably even more than the business's reply. So if you can get your clients to talk about what they did, um, or in this case, if I provided the service and say, hey, Lori, can you just talk a little bit about the job that we did um, and then talk about how it was working with us? That helps a ton. Uh, Because then it's like, oh, he he took, um, you know, a fridge and some old appliances and just cleaned out our whole garage. It was amazing. That starts to show up um, in the way that Google ranks your listing too. And it can it can actually move the needle pretty tremendously. Really? I See, I had no idea. That is... So I'm thinking of this from a consumer standpoint because I leave a lot of reviews. One of the things that yeah. I love to do when I'm like having a down day or not really feeling great is I will go leave positive reviews on businesses that I... Local small businesses, preferably... Um, that I have done business with and just never got around to doing the review. And so that's awesome to know that. Like, I'm just thinking of the local bakery that my husband just went and picked up um, some stuff for me. I can't eat it. I'm on 75 hard, but we have home-baked bingo tonight at church and everybody oh, gets nice. a baked nice. good and those are the prizes. And I'm like, I'm no, there will be no smelling good anything in my house right now. So we're going to the bakery, but 
I think when I have to go back and look at it, but I think on her review, I referenced the type of cake that she made one time, the, a a couple, like, I think I referenced three different items that they're really good at. So that's good. I just, And and then work in the location name too. And that helps them even more. So, and if they're in a suburb, work that in and be like, best bakery ever in this location. Like you, you're missing out if you don't visit them. They do cupcakes and bread and pizza and all this stuff. And then that helps when people are looking for pizza place in this area or bread bakery in this area. That is so cool. See, I can't help it. I love that. I love that, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, so you can go back and edit your reviews too. Um, So if you're you're wanting an extra pick-me-up, you know, (laughs) because you're you're fueling your cup by leaving reviews, you now become like the X Factor uh, reviewer. Okay. And and you're going to give them that extra pump. I I like that. Yeah, a little little more um, dopamine for me. Yeah. I do have a a question. This is kind of off topic, but not really. So, and if this isn't something that you know, you you can just tell me because everybody seems to be confused about it. But you know Steve Gamlin, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Really, really good friend of mine. I he's actually one of my coaches. I'm in his vision board mastery program, and I left a review for him, and it he doesn't see it. It still shows on my end, but not on his end. He actually just messaged me today and jokingly said, "I bet it'll. Um, I bet your review will show up, but on July 1st." Because I've sent him screenshots. I'm like, I swear to you, I did it. But that's the third time it's happened to me. Is it because of the fact that I don't live in the same state? So there's a few things. Um, even if you're in the same area, um, this is, happens to our clients all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's frustrating because they work to get those reviews because it helps them rank their listing. It helps them sell more jobs because if you're 100 view, reviews versus 50, that's a significant difference. Um, there's a few things you can do. You can send Steve the screenshot of your, of your review and he can then go to, to Google support and he can say, hey, this review is a legit client of mine. They've left it. I can't see it. What can we do about it? Um, if you bug them enough, they'll often push it through. But what Google's trying to do is there's so many people out there now selling review services where they've got bots or people all over the world um, just doing this and be like, hey, you can buy 50 reviews for $50. Google's trying to cut down on that because the idea of reviews is that it's an actual reflection of the number of people that have used it and the and the you know positive or negative experience that they've had. So, yes, sometimes they don't go through because Google's filtering system, for whatever reason, doesn't make it go through. It's not necessarily because you're out of state, um, mm-hmm. because it happens even locally. But I would send a picture over. And if you're a local business and a client has left a review and it's not coming through, just reach out to them, you know, especially the clients that are thrilled with your service and know that the reviews help you. Say, hey, you know, I'd love if you could just shoot me a screenshot and then I can uh, then we can get this pushed through. And that typically does work. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome help because it happened with a photographer that I used when I was out of town. It happened with another coach that lives in Florida and I'm in Michigan and then Steve, which we're obviously in different states. So so I was like, maybe it has something to do with that. So that's great information. Yeah. Yeah. And and Steve, uh, I'll reach out to Steve as well and, and let him know the I think I'm a bot. Dang it. I'm not a review bot, I swear. <laughs> You're guess, just too nice. I guess that's what I get for leaving, but I never leave negative reviews. I've left one negative review ever. And it was really, really, really bad. It was like the, yeah. the whole experience. And I forgot yeah. about it until I was looking through trying to figure out what's going on with my... And I went to like see all my reviews and I'm like, well, I've only left one bad review. So you know it's bad. Well, I, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever left a bad review, to be honest. Um, sometimes I think 
I don't know, I'm a business owner. So like, unless it's really, we've never had a horrible experience with someone. Like if you had a horrible experience, you should warn people. Yeah, well, this was really bad. So it was at a, I was out of town with a coworker and it was a bar inside the hotel. Like just low key. And we're talking, it's not, it's like three o'clock in the morning. It was like nine o'clock at night. We just went in there to have a drink. Actually, maybe it was earlier than that. But anyway, this bar is like right by the front lobby in the front door of the hotel. Like door open, the doors aren't closed or anything like that. And the DJ, if you can call him that, was playing, and I'm not easily offended. He was playing the most vulgar music that you could ever imagine. I mean, it was bad. There's literally kids walking in with their parents by the doors, and you can just, it was crazy. And so I said something to the bartender, and the bartender, like, was super awesome. And even in the review, I put how great the bartender was, but he said they had no control. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was really, really bad. So yeah, that was the only, and I completely forgot about that experience until I was trying to figure out what's going on and why Google thinks I'm a bot. But I'm, I'm still not going to leave bad reviews because it, like you, as a business owner, it's like, you know, I would rather reach out to people and be like, hey, so this is a problem I had. And I've done that before. And um, get it resolved. Yeah. Get it resolved or like handle it privately because it could be a fluke. It could have been like, that was the owner's son and he was only there for one night. I don't know, but that was bad enough that I left a review. So, all right. So now that we have like, I've gotten us off track just a little bit. This is not as off track as I normally get though. So anybody listening? No, this is good. This is a, that's a valuable <laughs> one though. Cause uh, like a, it's a question people ask a lot. Is it? Okay. So it's not yeah. just, no, yeah. You're not the only bot. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I was I'm reading through your bio and like I said, I follow you on Facebook. So tell the listeners a little bit about your background and how you got to where you're at. Because it's, yeah. it, to me, it's very interesting where you started versus where you are now. It definitely is. Yeah. So I grew up um, on a farm and uh, worked like my parents worked at a greenhouse business and it was kind of kind of in the family. Um, so it was always expected I was going to carry on in the greenhouse business. There was like 200 employees. We we ship small plants. Well, well they do um, ship small plants to Alaska and Texas, which is like the opposite ends of the earth from New Brunswick, which is right beside Maine. Um, and so, you know, I, I did that through, uh, you know, we didn't really have summer breaks. I just worked in the in the on the farm or or, um, you know, shipping plants. Right. And that was all I knew. But um, as I got older, I was like, man, I just can't see myself doing this you know, for my life, my whole life. Right. And I've never really been given an option of anything else. Um, and so around 15, 17, I started really, you know, looking into what are the other options out there? I did construction, you know, all through, through high school and whatnot, because there was always expansions being done, um, new buildings being put up. So I was very comfortable with that sort of, sort of stuff. So I did that for four years after high school, um, did construction for four years after high school, carpentry, drywall, concrete work, et cetera. And then I was like, you know, we got to do something. So I was the first one in my family to go to university, which is college, uh, you know, in American speak. Um, and hey, so I, I, didn't I watch really... Hallmark movies, so I'm familiar with Canadian <laughs> Canadian words. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do because no one in my family had gone to, to college. Right. So I my cousin had gone before and he was like, well, you like math and you like fixing things. So do mechanical engineering. I was like, all right. So I applied. I got in. Um, and did mechanical engineering and, uh, you know, did, did uh, a little bit of electrical stuff in there and worked all through university. So I worked, I got actually was really lucky. I got on a, on salary, 
with the company. So I'd work full-time in the summer and then part-time in the school year doing mechanical design for a company that the owner was actually paralyzed in a swimming accident. And so he invented these hand controls that allowed you to drive a car while you're paralyzed, you know, when you can't use your, your um, feet. And so we were, you know, they had a big product line by the time I jumped in um, and we were always developing new custom attachments for people. So I got to do like um, take drawings of people's like arm nub, if you will, and then uh, and then do like a custom attachment for their hand control so that they could like stick it in and still drive the car. Really, really cool what what uh, we were doing. Um, And then I graduated and started working with them full time and it was all all hunky dory. Well, our son was born three months after I graduated. So he was born in June of 2019. And I was going to work before he was up. And I was coming back and seeing him for an hour before he went back to sleep. And I was like, this is no good. This is not fun at all. And we've got this new squishy little child that's born to us. Um, and we wanted four at the time. Our fourth is on the way now. Congratulations. Um, so it's kind of, kind of cool, right? But uh, we wanted four. And I was like, there's no way I can go to the doctor's appointments and the um ball games and stuff when they get older if i'm like doing this my whole life so i started looking online i knew a friend in university who was doing um what i at the time thought was exorbitant numbers in drop shipping and i was like maybe there's something to this internet thing i knew nothing about the internet as far as i browsed it and stuff and used it to find answers to you know assignments and whatnot um but i didn't know the back end building side so I started looking at drop shipping and, and realized pretty quick um, after going deep down that rabbit hole that I didn't want to push consumerism on people for the rest of my life, you know, running all the Facebook ads for all these things. So, but in the process of that, I started being served these ads for different online opportunities. And I ended up um, purchasing a course August 1st of 2019. Um, I like to say my first sale was convincing Alyssa to take the money we had for our bathroom reno and put it into the business. <laughs> So August 1st, I started the business. I started this, you know, course on building websites and doing SEO and uh, ended up getting laid off from my other job, you know, the the mechanical design job a month later, less less than a month later, 20 days later. Um, and so that really drove home. Like Alyssa was on board with me doing the business, right? But for her, the security was in a career, mm-hmm. you know, and that was, that was something that... Uh, you know, she was like, we're gonna have four kids. There's, you know, they're gonna take a lot of money. I'm six foot eight. Our kids are monsters and eating already. So like, you know, how are we gonna provide for them if we don't have a, a, a stable career? Well, that me getting let go from the job helped kind of cement for her the idea that hmm, maybe it's not as as uh, stable as we thought, right? So I ended up working for about a month solely on the business, you know, canvassing the area, getting some local clients. Um, went back and worked for a startup for a little less than a year. And then I went full-time in 2020, um, July of 2020 on this and haven't looked back. So, so that, that's the story. I love that. And the reason I wanted you to, to share that is because there's a lot of people, myself included, it took me way longer to realize that I needed like a pivot in my life. Um, and my mine was a forced pivot. So I, I refer to it. It's a God thing. Like, okay, I'll listen now. Yeah. I have to, right? I wasn't listening and now I have to, but I think it's important for people to realize that, that it's okay to pivot, even if you've gone through and because a lot of people will think, and I, I've, you know, heard about this, you know, I've they talk about it in Hallmark movies all the time. Um, when I tell you, I've, I've seen every Canadian Hallmark movie. We, we like, I would be way more successful if I watched less of them. 
I think it's the like predictability that I love. I don't know. And all the same actors. But anyway, they do follow they do follow a good uh, format every time. It's yeah. Well, I so they make fun of my husband at church because he loves them as much as I do. And we went to a couple's retreat and it, the conversation came up because they were like, no man likes Hallmark movies. And my husband's like, um, yeah, I do. And so now they pick oh, on him. Funny. And I'm like, I think part of the the appeal is the, you know, being able to hypothesize and and we'll go back and forth. And I lost last night. I thought they were going to propose in the second movie and he didn't propose till the third. It was ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> so they, anyway, I had a point to that. They, they do talk about it a lot in those movies. There's, you know, you'll have somebody that went to school for fashion design and winds up being a baker or whatever. And that happens in real life. And I think there's far too many people that stay on whatever path that, and I'm not, I'm not saying that people need to go and like, when they're whatever age go completely change what they're doing if they don't feel like they need to. A lot of people are very happy doing what they originally start out out and go to college for, but people get it in their head sometimes that it's like, okay, well, I spent four years on that degree. So I have to use that. You know, and I have a, my daughter's going to be 16 next month. And this is something we're dealing with right now because she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. And it's really hard as a mom to not say, oh my God, that's so stupid. No, that's not what you need to do. But I'm not. I'm just smiling and okay, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah. So that's why I wanted you to share your story because I think that's really cool. Like I my so, I had a lot of people I had a lot of people ask me, well, what are you gonna do with your degree? You just spent, you know, so much money on, right? And I was like, Well, I learned how to learn in engineering, you know, and I'll take that anywhere with me. Yeah. But it was like I made the decision and, and it was like, Am I gonna be stuck in an engineering career for 20 years or am I gonna go do the thing that's like calling me? Yeah. And I I think that's awesome. And actually, I just gave a speech a couple weeks ago about like it was the title was of the conference was A Million Little Miracles. And one of the things I talked about is I spent 17 years, well, 14 to 17, however you want to look at it. My husband and I owned an insurance agency, agency together. So I joined him after him being there for three years, but I was like involved the whole time. So let's call it 14 years. I spent 14 years and I don't regret it. I learned a ton. I have, I I'm stayed on as an agent because my clients are spoiled and nobody else will take care of them the way that I do. Um, but I, one of the things I brought up in that speech is, what if I spent another 17 years dedicating my life to something that doesn't align with my purpose and my mission? And it took me way too long to figure that out. Again, there was a reason because I've learned a lot from it. But yeah. I do think it's important that people know that just because you went to school for something or... You started a business that, you know, failed doesn't mean you that you have to stay on that path or start, or, you know, whatever you can do. There, you do have options um, and you're not stuck to one path is my whole point. For sure. My roundabout sure, way to sure. get to that. <laughs> yeah. So um, what one thing I that I didn't know that you mentioned before we before we hit record is you wrote a children's book. So tell us about it. Cause I think the topic of it is super cool and I'm going to have to get it because I have nephews. So a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. So we, basically last year I said, I'm going to write a book. Um, so 2022, I said, I'm going to write a book by the end of the year. I had no idea what it was going to be about. I don't think my, um, I was talking to Kevin, uh, Kevin Lavelle, who we know through apex. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I was talking to him about this. I was like, I don't think my story, but I don't think the chapter that I'm in is done enough to write a book on yet there's so much there's so much personal development happening still right so i said i don't know 
you know, where that's going to go. But, you know, eventually there's going to be a story about, you know, all the things we didn't talk about in the story that's led up till now, right? But I said, I wanted to write a book and it was September or October. And I was like, well, the year's almost done. Um, I probably should get something out. And so I'd always had the idea to do kids, something in the kids industry, especially as a new father, you know, back in back when our son was born, I was like, everything is outrageously expensive. I've just got to invent something and then I'll be a millionaire. And so I said, all right, well, let's go back to that. Let's do something in the kids world. And then I, as I kind of started developing, it, I was like, well, I can kind of blend it with the current audience that I have in marketing, you know, the, the trades, the blue collar industry. So we did a kid's book called the blue collar ABCs. And it's an ABC book that every letter has a trade, a vehicle, and a tool on each page. So kids can kind of look through and learn about these different uh, different things. And all the vehicles in the book, this is this is a really fun one. All the vehicles in the book were chosen by our oldest in our bath times. We would go through the letters and be like, what's a what's a you know truck or vehicle that starts with T or S, right? And and so he chose most of them um, in there. And so it was really cool. He didn't really know what it was that I was building a book, right? But then when I brought him, I was like, ever remember when we were talking about all these different things? That's why they're in here. And so it's a, he, he had a lot of really fun ownership there. But yeah, we launched in December and uh, it's been really fun. It's, it was a fun experience kind of to, to get into that world. And it's definitely not going to be the last book that we put out. That is awesome. And I, I like just hearing you talk about that is overwhelming to me because I don't think I could think of three letters or vehicles to start with three letters. So I'm like, oh, that's lots like- of uh, lots of Googling and learning <laughs> random letters. I think uh, there was you uh, was one of the hardest. Um, and so, you know, finding all the ones for you and then, you know, going through. Yeah, it was. was there were a few that were I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I know in um, like over in Europe or I don't know, somewhere on the other side of the world, lorry means truck. Exactly. It's all different, yeah. but yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's really cool that you've done that because, and kind of funny that we already talked about Steve, because I was in here one day and you probably saw it on Facebook, the like whole orangutan thing is I was in here one day and all my listeners are like, we've heard this like 30 times. Well, this is 31. It's fine. I got a little bit of my silly putty that I play with because I'm super ADHD in my hair and we were, we were recording, but it was just, a, it was like a private coaching call. It wasn't for anything. And I, there's still a little bit of in this, but I'm, so I'm sitting here picking it out of my hair and he's looking at me like, I'm crazy. I'm like, don't mind me. I'm channeling my inner orangutan. And then the next day, I think, and he actually just released a podcast episode about this. Um, he messaged me and he's like, the orangutan, the most, you know, bad A S S mama in the jungle. And it was like, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. And when I just gave a speech, I put a picture of the orangutan that he made me in the front of my binder to remind yeah. me like, okay. Yeah. And my brain works weird. So I also had a piece of the fabric that's behind me in my hand in case I got nervous. <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. So he and I, I messaged him, I don't know, like a week later after I was talking about the Lorangatang. And I said, hey, so do you want to co-author a children's book with me? And in true Steve fashion, sure. I've never done it. Why the heck not? What's yeah. it going to be about? Yeah. The Lorangatang? And so one of the things we're doing is like a lot of kids that I know, I'm like, okay, what's your, which I have like five of these and like, each animal is on a different page. It's going to take me like a year to find what they all told me. But um, asking, you know, what's your favorite animal? And like using the kids' names in the book. That's amazing. So, but That's yeah, amazing. I, I love having friends that you can just text out of the blue. Hey, do you want to co-author a book? And they're like, yeah. Don't ask any questions before they agree to it. Yeah. Yeah. So And have the illustration should be uh, Steve's 
um, signature, you know, just cut and paste and clip art it all together to make a, to make a point. I, apparently she thought we said, Hey, S I R I. Cause I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I love that idea. And we, I've got to get back on it. It's been a really busy month. So I kind of like purposely put that to the side. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to do it halfway. You know, yeah, like, and I, yeah. I love that you involved your family in that. I think that's super cool. It was fun. It was really fun. My, so my like chapter book, my adult book that I have been working on finally went to the editors. I worked on it for far too long. Like a that's year. That's huge. Let's see. We'll see that, how, what she thinks about it. Because I think whenever I first hired my editor and publisher, and I'm like, I promise you, like, I'm going to be hard to work with because I'm super like, all over the place, ADHD. I do my best not to get shiny object syndrome. Um, and now that she's editing my book, she may be. I haven't heard from her in a little while. So she's probably like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. One of my first That's questions awesome. is, was, can you please not edit out my emojis? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> be fun, but... That's going to, that's going to, well, depending on who you got, they, they might just, uh, they might drive with it. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. And the title of the book is ADHD 80HD. So anybody that picks it up to read it is going to be like, oh, they're going to know. Yay. Emojis. Yeah. You know, it's totally out of order. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so what we have just, we have a, little, a few more minutes left. Um, and I've kind of, ask you all the things that I wanted to make sure we touched on because I think I just I think the children's book thing is super cool because there's not a a lot of I mean there's tons of children's books out there but that are like specific to that like Andy Frazella's children's books I bought those bef- like when my daughter was way too old for them I literally on my my office they were behind my desk with my That's like amazing. energy bus adult and kids yeah. version and yeah. Because there's not a lot out there. And I um, had a friend of mine who would... Love you, Tiffany. She's like my number one person. At like 6.10 every Monday morning, I get a text if I ha- if my episode hasn't aired. And this morning, it was a comment about my episode. So I had her son at the office one day and she sent these books. And I'm like, mm, I don't like potty talk. And they had like... It wasn't bad potty talk, but whatever. Anyway, so I pulled out my Andy Frizzella books and I... I sent pictures to her and I think her husband, I'm like, sorry, we're going to get, we're getting a little education on how to start a lemonade stand. He was like, not even one yet. I don't think. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I've actually seen those. I haven't uh, circled back on that. Should I pick them up? Yeah. They're really good. Okay. I mean, if you, okay. if you err on the conservative side and entrepreneur and all that, yes. If not, you might get offended. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would I would say I probably would fit into those labels. Yeah. Yeah. I um, but I, I also just love Andy Brazella and what he stands for and his message. So what is there anything else that, that you want to touch on that I might have missed? I think we hit a lot of the the key points. I mean, it's um, you know, from from obviously pick up the kids book, <laughs> you know, yes. support I'll, that. I'll put the link too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, go get, uh, you know, circling back around to the the stuff we talked about at the beginning, which was, you know, get a Google business listing, get a Facebook page, get a YouTube channel. All of those things are free to do. They just take a little bit of Googling or YouTubing and uh, and you'll be there. Obviously, you know, hit me up if you have questions. I can certainly help you out there um, and then get a domain and, and put a simple website on it at the very least. And then from there, as you build it up, you can add pages, you can add your services, add your products all of the things you do. And then, 
having a domain that's you know a year or two old when an agency comes on to work with you that's really helpful in the seo process um and then you know i mean we can talk about here's one that uh that i enjoy talking about is with our I don't know if we covered this yet, but we in 2021, I started a junk removal company with uh, a guy who was working with me in the agency, actually. So we started a junk removal company, and it was kind of a way to test a lot of the stuff we were doing for SEO in a way that was like, now when I jump on sales calls, it's like we've done this, we've tested this. So I got to test a whole lot of marketing outside of what we typically offer clients. And one of the things I did was Facebook giveaways. So I looked at, you know, hey, I want to do Facebook giveaways. I want to give away something you see Facebook giveaways all the time, right? But it's usually only giving away something that's like really specific to one clientele. It's like either it's a hunting trip or a Yeti full of things, or it's a salon trip or a nail package or whatever. And it's like, what's something that like appeals to everyone? And I settled on food. Everybody likes food. Everybody likes eating out. A guy can win a gift card to a restaurant and take his girl out. A girl can win it and go out with her girls. Um, And so I said, what can I do around food that would get a lot of buzz in the community? It's restaurant gift cards. So what I did is I sent out a mass email to all the restaurants in Fredericton. I pulled their you know emails, scraped their emails, sent it out and said, hey, we're doing giveaways on Facebook. I want to, you know, you guys have a great following in this city. I want to promote you guys. Um, and then, you know, in my head, I'm thinking I also want to ride on their popularity in the community because we were a new business. Um, so I did that and I got like 11 replies back, um, which is, you know, out of the hundred emails I sent, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I basically just got them to give me the gift cards, 25 or $50 gift cards. And then I do a giveaway and I would say, you know, comment tag four people in the comments. And then, you know, every two weeks we would do a giveaway and people started to, you know, see the regularity of it. And so there's more chance of winning when it's something's regular, right? It's not like, oh, one-time giveaway. I'm never going to win. I'm not going to tag anybody. So we got the regularity in there. And then uh, it was really, really popular. We got a lot of great feedback, got a lot of jobs off of it, actually, Um, you know, connecting with people in the comments. And then uh, it was a way for us to, to, you know, give back to the restaurants that gave the cards as well, because people would go in and they would eat and they'd buy more stuff and and all of that. So that was something that was really fun that we did uh, on the marketing side that didn't cost us anything but some time to do, you know, and, and so it was a way to leverage the restaurant's money and, uh, you know, their gift card to do what we needed to do. Yeah, no, that that's an awesome idea. And it's awesome um, because I've, I used to enter all those giveaways and recently, well, I guess not recently anymore, I guess it's been almost two years ago, but a guy from Apex did a Facebook giveaway and it was, um, and it's actually something I use all the time. I have major neck issues. I don't know if you notice, but I do this all the time because I'm, I moved. Well, anyway, I don't get to see my chiropractor as much because now that I don't have an office right around the corner from her. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it was like a really nice massage gun thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, I want that. And the funny thing is, is he had a ton of people that um, entered the contest on Facebook. And he messaged me out of like, I want to say it was like, I don't remember how many. I'm making up a number, but I think it was like upwards of like five, almost 500 people. I was the only one that followed all the rules. So I won by default. And there weren't a nice. lot of rules. It was like the super basic, you know, like invite some friends, tap, whatever it is. And um, yeah, so I'm like, how do people not follow directions? It's not that. It was very clear. I don't remember what it was now, but it was very clear yeah. instructions. Um, and I That's actually, awesome. 
I actually thought about, so my daughter and I started this horse subscription box. It is not going well, but that is what it is. Um, and I thought about doing like a Facebook giveaway to kind of try and jumpstart that and grow the group. But that's know. cool. What sort of, is it like a monthly uh, subscription box? Yeah. So for, for horse lovers. Yes. Yeah. Stuff for like the horses and, and the people, a combination, you know, like um, our Christmas box had like um, a horse shaped soap, a candle, um, some horse treats and like uh, stuff like that. But the part where it became a problem is um, our whole thing was everything was made by small businesses in the U S yeah. because all of yeah. the, all of the boxes that are out now for horse lovers, you've got the, I'm not going to say their name, but everybody, all horse people know who I'm talking about. It's super cheap made in China stuff. We actually subscribed to it for a while and it got really boring because it was like basically um, private label treats that they just like Mm. put their, you know, they literally like, it's very obviously just a a sticker. Relabeled Um, it, yeah. Yeah. And stuff made from, you know, plastic crap from China. And so ours, I can't compete with that price wise for ours. Because it was like literally everything we got, I found people either on Etsy or like local small businesses, things like that. Um, and that's where we really got the problem because everybody says they want to pay the price for small businesses. And even at a loss, I couldn't b- get people to pay the, I think it was like $60. And that was a loss for me, not even including like my VA, you know, paying her to help for all the time. The, I mean, just the actual products. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting because uh, there's a very. I was shoe shopping the other day. You know, speaking of people wanting to buy local, right? Mm-hmm. This is a this is a something that comes up for me. I have Amazon subscriptions to like certain snacks. Okay. And I posted about it, and someone here locally was like, "Ah, oh, you can't do that. You got to support local." And I was like, "Well, yeah, but I'm busy, and I need my snacks." Yeah. <laughs> you know. And some of the snacks you can't find locally, right? Um, another thing is I went into a shoe store. I've got size 14 feet because I'm six foot eight, right? Um, and I couldn't find any shoes that worked for me. So I went online, took me half an hour to go online. I ordered 10 different shoes. This is how I buy clothes too. Mm-hmm. I order a bunch of different ones. They'll all come. I'll send back the nine that don't work and keep the one that does. And so it's like the convenience for me to go all the, or the lack thereof to go all the way out to the shoe store to find the thing that I want and then come all the way back. I spent an hour and a half looking for something that took me half an hour to do back home. And it's like, well, this is why I don't shop local because yeah. it doesn't make, it doesn't make economy sense to stock all the sizes of shoes for that shoe store. So I guess what I'm leaning toward is you can't shop local, but the local people could probably do better job at accommodating that sort of thing so having a way to purchase online and then they'll ship right to you or something like that that's where i think the small mom and pop businesses can stand out by having the online accessibility that, that's absolutely huge. and yeah. that that's kind of the route we were trying to go with that is it it's literally well okay not at the exact same service but it's very similar service to what people are already paying you know 40 dollars a month for but it's all supporting local small businesses and like literally some of them some of the people that made some of the products were my neighbors so like super duper local but you know maybe we will try and revamp it a little bit but right now i have kind of refocused everything anyway and of course my 15 year old lost interest like five minutes into it so 
of course. Then it was all you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mom, I want to start a business. I want to start a business. You start the business and eh, she's bored. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, no, you have dropped so much value. I am so glad that you took the time to come on. I know you're busy and I I really, really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm going to drop all the links and everything, but where is the best place for people to find you? lewisvandervoek.com has everything. So that's, you know, that's all the links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mainly hang out on Facebook, um, but it has all the links to everything. It has the links to our agency website, the links to the book, all of that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go check out the book as soon as we're done here. So awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. No, well, I appreciate you. I'll make sure I drop all that in the, um, in the show notes description, but so Thank you, Lewis. And thank you guys for tuning in again. I appreciate you all. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends. 